Well, welcome to the Valley Hoops Insider Podcast, part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. I'm Harry Schrader, host of the show, editor of the site, and uh, wait a minute, we have a treat for you today. In the midst of a hectic summer, a lot of you know that uh, I run a series of summer camps, and I've kind of got a one-week window here, and I had to overdose on my basketball stuff this week, and, and our good friend Mark LaBarbera has joined us. He is the outgoing athletic director at Valpo University, Valparaiso University, uh, heading to retirement, much to my uh, sadness and uh, disgust with his decision. We'll get into all that in just a minute. Uh, but Mark, appreciate you taking time with us uh, today on just a couple of days into your retirement. Uh, yeah, thank you for the very kind words, Harry. I appreciate that. And yes, I, I'm not heading into retirement. I am now officially in retirement. So, uh, and um, we're right um, uh, tomorrow. As a matter of fact, my wife and I'll be heading out on a two-week trip out west that we've been looking forward to. So, how long for you and Sally? How, how long have you guys been married? Um, it will be 40 years this December. Come on, man. I'm hitting 41 in October, so I get it. That's great stuff. Hey, uh, so what went into retiring? Obviously, you and I are similar ages. I get it. I mean, there's a, there's a time to do whatever, but, but, but talk about your own choices and, and decision. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've, I've said I've been pretty open for a long time that I really didn't want to work past being 65, um, this is a profession that really, it, it, um, it really requires a lot. It re mm. it, there's a lot of time commitments. Um, there's a lot going on. It's actually gotten more hectic um, over the last, not just uh, certainly over the last two years with COVID, but even before then, um, you could tell things were really kind of, kind of picking up. Um, I think the, the pace of things um, it, I know when I got into it, there was an off season. There's really not an off season anymore <laughs> for anyone. Um, so I, I said that, you know, I thought 65 was going to be, a, was going to be enough. Um, I, I'm also a firm believer that, that we should all know what the right time for us to step out of the way and let, let the next generation take over. And, um, I, I, I'm always wanting to be careful of not overstaying, and um, I, you know, I had my opportunity when I was um, in my um, 30s and 40s. And I think that those of us in leadership positions um, should be thoughtful about when we step aside and let the next generation come in with their ideas and their perspectives, um, because I think that's the natural way. And I think that's the best way. And I think that's how we keep things moving forward and we keep up with fresh ideas. So anyway, um, I was going to be 65 next year. So my plan always was to retire and uh, it was my good fortune that the university decided to have an early retirement program um, that they offered um, this January. And there were about 50 of us, I qualified, and there were about 50 of us that took it. So wow. I looked at that and said, um, well, I could work one more year or I could uh, get paid for, uh, for, part, for you know, some portion of that and, and, um, and retire earlier. So it just seemed like the right time. Um, I'd also say there were some things that were coming together that I thought it made sense for President Padilla to for there to be a transition. The university is developing a new strategic plan. Um, it was time for the athletic strategic plan to be updated. And it really seemed to me that the best course for the university and for the athletics department was to let um, the next leader do those plans because they would have to implement them, not me. So just the, everything kind of came together. Um, and, and I've been a firm believer all my life that um, God leads and that you need to be thought, be careful to listen to that leading. And, and I felt that that's um, 
we were being led to uh, make the transition at this point. Couldn't agree with you more. 18 years at Valpo, you were at other places before. Uh, give us a little bit uh, in the midst of that facility upgrades and joining the Missouri Valley Conference and a number of different things. I know that just recently, uh, you guys, again, a 1000 APR rating. When you look back at 18 years, uh, there's probably tons of things you're proud of, gratified by. Can you just knock off a couple of those for us? Wow. You know, you, you, you know, those are kind of in two categories. You, you just mentioned the first category. So the broader departmental um, things that we were able to accomplish, um, we did really, when I, when I take a look back, we really did do a significant number of facilities improvements here. Um, people don't recognize the scope of it because they look at the ARC, which clearly needs to be um, mm. renovated. Um, there needs to be some, there, there, Valparaiso University deserves a modern basketball facility. And, and that is something that's still on the list. But when you look at all the other things that got accomplished, um, just over the scope of everything, if you look at what Brown Field looks like, the softball field, um, believe it or not, when I got there, the women's teams all shared locker rooms. Wow. Um, everyone has their own locker rooms now. Um, the weight facility when I got there was in a racquetball court. We now have three weight rooms so the training room has been expanded. So we've done a lot of things that really impact the student athlete experience. I'm really proud of all of those things that we've done. Um, moving to the Valley was certainly, um, I think one of the, it might've been the most significant accomplishment of mm -hmm. my 18 years. The Valley is an amazing conference, a historic conference uh, with a national standing. To be one of the members of that is a big deal. Um, for Valparaiso University to be in that same conversation with those schools that are in it and have been in it, I think speaks really highly of the university. So that's been good. Um, so that's the one category when we look at it, you mentioned, you know, the second category is, is what the kids have accomplished mm. on the, on, on, in competition. And boy, there are so many things in there. I, 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 I've always wanted to be careful about starting to signal things out. I, I have told people that when I got there, the very first year, 2004, the volleyball team won the conference championship a couple months in after I got there. Um, we upset or we beat Oral Roberts. We were in the midcon at the time in their place in Tulsa, which was a hard thing to do. We gave a really strong performance against Notre Dame in the NCAA regional up in Madison. Was very proud of the women. That was the and and then just here a few weeks ago, we had a young man who competed in the Puerto Rican, one of our cross-country distance runners competed in the Puerto Rican national championships, came in third. A wow. really, really strong performance. Um, a really uh, a really great young man. Um, and so there's been so many things in between those two. I mean, it's I, I can think of dozens, um, you know, basketball championships, um, the NIT championship the men's baseball team um, eliminating Florida from the NCAA tournament. Um, you, know, you know, I can think of accomplishments with volleyball. Um, we've broken, I don't know how many school records in swimming, uh, the tennis team this year to have the conference player of the year. Um, we've had all Americans. We had a young lady who was an all American runner in the, in the mile. Um, See, I, this, the problem is you start talking about things and there's, <laughs> there's so many accomplishments in there. And I'm, we were, the bowling team was ranked number one in the country at one point, played in the, or was in the NCAA championships. 
um, every single team I can think of notable accomplishments and it's, see, I got in there and I feel bad that I've left some of them out, but <laughs> it's really been amazing. The young people and the coaches have been incredible. Um, how, people, how, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how do you, uh, how do you weigh when I, I think about your job being virtually impossible? What I mean is you've got so much going on facility things, student athletes and their experience, uh, raising money, hiring and firing. And so uh, I'll, I'll just use an example, pick a sport, the track team, you hire a coach and then now you're invested in that coach. You're invested in those people. And then maybe something doesn't go right. The team doesn't succeed or whatever. And now you end up having to move on and find a new track coach or making all that up. I don't know that that ever happened. That that's gotta be the, the biggest, I don't know, in my mind, it would be a huge difficulty to be able to separate, man, I'm with you relationship. Oh, and we have to succeed at some level that that has to be a, a, a fine balance to walk. Yeah, it is. It is a hard thing. Um, it, uh, because you do get to know the coaches on a, on a pretty um, I'd say intimate level. I mean, you talk to them all the time. I mean, when I look at the staff when I'm leaving, interestingly, of the 16 head coaches, I hired all of them but one. Mm. The volleyball coach was here when I got here, Karen Avery, who's, by the way, has an amazing program. Um, so she's the only coach on the staff that I hadn't hired. Um, but you are invested in those individuals. Um, you see something um, that you like in those individuals. You bring them in and you want them to do well. Uh, for their benefit, but also for the benefit of the young people they lead. Um, and it is difficult. And I would say that the most difficult thing that I've found um, or that having to do as an athletic director is when those things clearly aren't working to let those people go. And I had mm. did have to fire my, my share of coaches over the time. And um, it's not easy um, because you've invested in them and they're all good people. Um, but Everybody knows, particularly at the Division One level, that you have to win. That's part of it. Talk to me a little bit about Victor Small, the, the young man that's uh, taking over your position. So Dr. Charles Small. Oh, Charles, so, right. Um, so, so Charles is, um, I, 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 the more I, time I've spent with Charles, the more I, I, I like Charles. I think he's a really good, strong hire for Velpo. Um, he's, he's, his experience is all in student um academic support and student services, um, which is, I think, really critically important at this point in time in athletics, particularly at schools like Valparaiso. Um, he's got a great background. He was at Iowa State most recently. He's worked for some people that I think are tops in the country um, as far as their leadership in intercollegiate athletics. So he's got a really strong background um, in, in, in those areas. He was a student athlete. He played basketball at Pitt. Um, so to be at a school, a Missouri Valley school, particularly where basketball really is the premier, um, mm. which really kind of sets the tone for everything else, to have somebody who understands it at that granule of a level of somebody who was a, um, a power five basketball player, I think is really a good thing too. So I've talked to him. He's got great energy. He's got some really good thoughts on intercollegiate athletics. He's got a really good vision for what athletics can be at Velpo. And I think he's, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do. I think he's going to do some really, really good things. I, I tell people this and I believe it. I think Velpo athletics best days are ahead of it yet. Hmm. It's exciting. Uh, I wanted to ask you, I, I told you before we started recording, I was going to throw some NIL things and instant transfer things and all of that. 
the landscape you you said it a minute ago that uh everything is ramped up there's so much so many different changes conference realignment now the nil now the instant transfer rules things have drastically i think dramatically covid kind of launched a bunch of this stuff uh have has dramatically changed and and i wonder if you have any thoughts about what's next because it seems like the instant transfer the nil thing kind of went out the barn door uh maybe with a lack of preparation for it and now it seems like the ncaa is trying to chase it chase after it and figure it out uh you have any thoughts about what's next and what's good what's not yeah well you know i don't have any idea what's next and and i say that from experience because one of the things i've learned in in college sports is when you think you know what's going to happen you're probably wrong. And you can see that just in the last year or so with everything that's happened around the transfer portal, everything that's happened with NIL. um, Those were good things. I think those were things that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the devil's always in the details. And for, for those types of things, it's hard to figure out the details because you're moving into an area that where we haven't been before. Um, so, um, you know, I, 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 just from my observation, some of the things I see obviously is not good. The direction we're going is, is not good. Now, I'm going to back up and say, I think the transfer portal, I think making it easier for kids to move was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. The adults move around without any problem. And that's a fair criticism for, of, of that they had for saying, well, a coach can up and leave and, and, and do whatever he wants. And, so we did need to come up with a way to, to um, deal with the kids in a different way. Um, I don't think we're to the right point in that yet. I think there has to be some parameters around it, but it, it was right to make it easier for them to move. Um, all their other fellow students can just leave whenever they want. Right. Um, the same thing with NIL. I think that was the right thing to do. Um, all the other students on campus have the ability to take advantage of social media and 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 different ways to generate money. Um, the student athletes should have had the same thing. Now it's like everything else. It's turning out to be people. Well, I'd say this, people will always find, figure out a way to stretch the rules as much as possible to their advantage, particularly when it comes to competition. So um, there, we do need to figure out a way uh, the NCAA and, and I want to, the NCAA needs to figure out a way to, 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 to do it. But here's something I always remind people of, and they forget. The NCAA is not, certainly there's an NCAA office and there are people that staff that office, but the NCAA is the members mm. and the members decide what things actually look like. So, you know, for the long time, it was we as the members that were standing in the way of a lot of these things because we couldn't get together as a group of schools and figure out how to take care of things because everybody's always concerned about giving up their advantage. Mm. Um, so, you know, what, when we talk about the NCAA, what that means is the individual conferences and the individual schools need to figure out what's best and then figure out a path forward to make that happen. It's going to be very interesting. And, and it's just so crazy. Now you don't know who's on what team, when on any right. given day of the week, you know, and, yeah. and so it's so crazy. It just does seem like there's going to have to be some adjustments. And, yeah. and when you try to take maybe some new rights away or new freedoms yeah. away, that, that, that can become problematic. Um, I want to talk about basketball. Obviously, my basketball, my website's basketball centric. Uh, talk to me about Matt Lodick and, and what he brings to your program there. Um, and, and what do you see going forward at Valpo Hoops? 
Yeah, you know, I obviously I I I I hired Matt Lonick. I I believe that Matt Lonick is a quality basketball coach. Um, he's um, he and his program have really kind of labored under some. Um, I, I think he. I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, Harry. I, you, you know, he is not, I'll say this, he has not been afforded the resources that a lot of the other schools in the Valley have. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you can look at what he's done and I think he's a really good fit for Velpo. I think he, he fits the values mm-hmm. of Valparaiso University. I think he um, really fits the values of what you want coaches to be is the way they they treat their players and look after their players but having said all that he understands just like i did and and i'm sure charles does at the end of the day you still have to win games Mm. you still have to win games um so i think there's been some um we haven't we haven't been able to give uh, matt necessarily all the resources and tools that he needs to succeed at the valley um, those were things we were working on diligently when I was there. I know that Charles is aware of all of them, and um, I know he's working on them. I know President Padilla um, understands that, and he's working on it too. And um, I'm a firm believer that um, when Valparaiso is able to put the resources, the appropriate resources to it, that they will have success. The Valley has moved to 12 teams and uh, adding Murray State, adding Belmont, adding UIC, uh, I think those are all strong, you know, additions to the Missouri Valley Conference. UIC being kind of replacing Loyola in terms of, you know, that part of the Chicago market. You guys are technically kind of the Chicago market as well. How do you view those additions to the league and 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 the future of the Missouri Valley Conference in this era where the Big 12 is gobbling up the Pac-12 and the SEC is gobbling up the Big 10? And, I, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, I think the future of the Valley is really strong. I think those, you know, we can talk about, we can talk about the macro level first, I guess. So um, one of the things that, that makes the Valley strong is it's, it's got really kind of a condensed geographic footprint. And when I look at what's going on in athletics, to be quite honest with you, um, we, we are making it easy. And when I say we, the intercollegiate athletics is making it easy for those outside to look at us with skepticism and say, this is not about education. This is not about student athlete experience. This is about money straight Mm up. Um, Because when you start flying teams from the West coast to the East coast for conference competition, you are clearly, you, you do not have the best interest of those young people in, in, in mind. You just don't. Um, You can try to frame it any way you want, but you just don't. Um, because that's a tough thing. That's a tough ask for a college student to spend four to five hours on a plane each direction for a competition and then still make good grades, still be able to practice enough to be good in your sport. Um, There's a lot that goes into it. So so when I look at the Valley, the geographic footprint of the Valley is a strength, I believe, because we don't have to spend a lot of time traveling people around. Buying airplane tickets does not make a team better. So, and those resources can be spent differently on things that do matter. So that's a strength. So I think that makes the Valley, um, that's a strength of the Valley. I think that the members they've added keep that um, condensed geographic footprint. I think that will continue to be an asset for the Valley. 
Um, it will give all those schools and the conference the opportunity to have different conversations about resources that they could put the things that actually make teams better, not mm. travel. Um, and then the programs are great. I mean, I, what do you say about Belmont? What do you say about Murray State? Those are first-rate basketball programs. Yeah, they are. And UIC is better than people uh, appreciate. They really are. Uh, we were in a conference with them for actually twice, two different times. Now this is the third conference we've been in with UIC. <laughs> um, they're a good program. They have a um, they have kind of ramped it up the last couple of years. They have a new athletic director, a new commitment to what they're doing. I think that the possibilities for the Valley and the opportunities are going to continue to grow, continue to get stronger. You're going to see some really, really good um, basketball out of the Valley, um, both on the men's and the women's side, I want to say, on both sides. Yeah, probably the women's side might be stronger than the men's side, frankly. Yeah. I mean, you've had some changes in coaching the last yeah. months, couple of months, but, yeah. but it's been outstanding. Mark, uh, before I let you go, two questions, two uh, looking forward questions and one semi-backward. Um, Valparaiso, not overly so, not overly preachy, but a faith-based university. How important was that for you or, or what, what benefit was that to you? I think it was very, uh, I think it was very important to me. And I think it's, I know, I don't think, I know it's one of the reasons why I decided I wanted to be there and why I st stayed there as long as I did. Um, I think this, one of the strengths of Valparaiso is the fact that it's, it's faith-based. It is affiliated with the Lutheran church. Um, and that says, that's, that, what that says is that it's just a little different. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an inclusive place. It's an accepting place. Everyone's welcome, but there is a different feel to it because there is that faith piece to it. And um, I think that's one of the things that draws people to it um, because they do recognize it as being different. They do recognize it as, as having a little different, um, just that faith component. Just There's people that want that and it makes them feel more comfortable about what's potentially going to happen or not happen there. So I think that was, I know that was important for me. I think it's continued to be important for the school going forward. Um, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, we're very similar to Belmont, who mm -hmm. has that same similar thing. Um, and, and finding that right balance between letting people be people of faith and express their faith, but at the same time being open enough to let everyone come in, um, which to me personally seems like a very New Testament thing when you look at <laughs> and you read about, about Jesus and his ministry. He didn't turn anybody away. He was always willing to talk to just about everybody. So, um, you know, I think that has been important, and I do think it's definitely a strength for, um, for, for, for Velpo. So going forward now, uh, Sally and you are about to celebrate 40 years, and you said you're getting ready to go on a trip. Uh, beyond that trip, what's, uh, what's ahead for you? You know, I really don't know. I, 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 as I mentioned before, you know, this is a profession that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of focus. Um, I'm uh, the the plan right now is is just to relax for the next maybe probably three or four months, uh, travel, see our family. Um, I, I I'm really looking forward to um, spending time with my family, particularly with Sally. I, I've told, I've said this a number of times you cannot be successful in a profession like this without the strong support of your spouse or your partner, um, just because it takes so much time. And, and she's been wonderful through the whole thing. Um, she has more brown and gold clothing than anyone I know. And, um, and she's been right there with me the whole time. And, and so we're looking forward to doing some things that we want to do in our timetable. 
I know she's looking forward to, and I'm looking forward. We're both looking forward to taking a trip and not have to answer three or four phone calls a day and probably half a dozen text messages. So that'll be nice. Um, and then we'll see. I, I, I'd like to think that I still have something that I can offer to the, to the profession. And, and, and I've got some thoughts on maybe ways that I can do that moving forward. Um, but that's down the road. No doubt you do. And uh, I started the conversation saying, I'm sad you're leaving. I think you're such a quality guy and you've been such an asset both there at Valpo and, and, and at the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, will you, do you think, do you project, well, I'll stay near the Valpo area. You're from New York originally, I think. Uh, do you think, Matt, back to the East Coast, can you give us any hints about that? Yeah, well, sure. So yeah, I'm from New York, but my wife's from a suburb of Chicago. So um, we're actually in a, in a nice spot here. All three of our children are within um, an easy drive. So it's actually pretty convenient. So we intend to stay here for the time being, although I, I do kid with people. I say, I'm sure at some point I'll get tired of getting a snowblower out in the winter <laughs> and then we may decide to do something different. But for right now, um, we, we intend to stay here. And I look forward to going to some Velpo events and, um, and just being a fan, just you know, being a straight up fan. When I when I was setting this up with uh, Brandon, I he said, "Well, yo, great! I want you. I'm glad you want to talk to Mark." And 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 I remember when you guys first joined the Valley a number of years ago. You were just so kind to me, opening the door. Yeah, Harry, let's get together. Let's talk. I want to teach you about Valpo. And and uh, you don't always find that. And guys, I mean, you, they always have some obligatory things they need to do with media guys like us. Uh, but you've just been so kind, so wide open to. Uh, me and our website for the last several years. And I, and I just really, you know, wanted to say thank you. You've been such so kind and, and welcoming to us. Well, you're, you're more than welcome. And, and Harry, I, I'm a big, a big fan of your website. I think the way that you approach the stories that you write and, and the perspectives you take are good. And I always enjoy writing it or reading it. Um, you know, there's so much, it's so easy to be um, snarky about things, to get viewers and to get click throughs and stuff. And, and I've never found you that way. And that's one of the things I appreciate about, about you. And, I, and I, I would like to see more media people write in the style that you write. Well, you're very kind. Mark, I wish you all the best in your retirement. I hope there is a spot or two you land to, to continue to contribute to our great, uh, to great intercollegiate athletics or, or the basketball world or whatever it might be. Really, really appreciate your time today. Ah, and, and my wife was in the back. She was she she mentioned something. And, and I want to say this before I leave, because she I know the Velpo fans will be disappointed if I don't bring this up. We were this goes all the way back to the question about the athletic accomplishments. But we we did beat Butler in basketball the last four times we played them. <laughs> and um, we have actually beat them in football the last three times I've, or I believe we played them. So um, I just need to get that in there because that's always <laughs> a big deal for our fans. So. On that note, um, thank you very much uh, for, th for, for inviting me. Thank you for thinking I had something meaningful to say. And um, all the best to you in, 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 in what you do, and, and please continue to do it. Appreciate that. That's Mark LaBarbera. He is the retired now athletic director from the university, from Valpo University, the Beacons. I'm still working on Beacons, by the way. It's still hard for me. I, I, I slip up every once in a while. Mark, we appreciate your time. Folks, Thanks for watching. Remember, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll see you again real soon.